Jess, thank you. We're in your apartment in West Hollywood, Los Angeles. We are. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for coming. Good morning. <laughs> Such a beautiful day in LA today. Isn't it? Every day. That's what... Sunny, happy. 90, like, I think there's two cloudy days a year. That's why Californians are always so happy. So you've just, congratulations, you've launched the first nutritional clinic app. Thank you. Is that right? Yeah, it's the world's first, basically, online nutrition clinic where you can text a nutritionist from wherever you are in the world. Amazing. So you can be lying on a beach, you can be lying on my couch right now, texting my nutritionist saying, should I have the black coffee or the, the milkshake? And they'll gently support you <laughs> and guide you to make the best healthy choice. Amazing. So what started this journey like right back when you started, you started blogging and then you... This was a real accident. There was no intention. I'm zero business skills, not interested in blogging, having a business. All I wanted to always be was a clinical nutritionist. So I studied health and nutrition for five years, but there was a backstory to that, was that I was brought up in a really healthy home. So I have a very healthy mum and dad who mm. took us on hiking trails as young kids and eating healthy food. My grandmother was meditating and drinking her lemon water way before that was trendy, <laughs> popping her vitamins. I was brought up in this really healthy, balanced home, which is very rare. Like mm. We never had white bread in the house, which I remember being completely weird all those years ago. <laughs> and then I, we immigrated from South Africa to Australia when I was 13. Mm. And that was a really challenging time for me as a young girl. My body was changing from puberty. I had just immigrated, making new friends, being in a new school. And I actually just developed this really toxic relationship with food and my body. So I latched onto fad diets, um, de developed really negative body image. And so this went on for years and years and years until after school, I went off to study a Bachelor of Health and then Nutrition. So yeah. A fad diet is essentially something it, that doesn't yeah. particularly work, but it's all well, hype. It's trendy. So it's every fad diet tells you to do something different. And I tried every single one. So by the end of it, I was fearful of every food. You know, one diet's telling you to eat more protein and eat more fat. The next diet's telling you don't eat any of that, eat only carb low fat, carbohydrates. So you're so confused. You're so wrong. There's a young teenage girl, 13. I mean, by the, at that time, there was no social media or anything. I was listening to those trashy celebrity magazines. The celebrities doing this, the celebrities doing that, copying all these different diet trends. And this went on for so many years. I mean, I was living off skinny foods, Diet Coke, cans of tuna, mm. Um, just totally disconnected from my body. So I'd lost all that sense of balance that I'd brought up having in my household. And so honestly, I just remember being in school as that's this dieter with my tuna salad and Diet Coke and artificial sweeteners and black coffee and <laughs> diet yogurt. So it was really unhealthy. But the worst part of it was that I developed an unhealthy relationship with myself. You know, mm. when, you, when you're a young girl struggling with a negative body image and bad dieting and being way too obsessed you really disconnect from yourself. And mm. so I had very low self-esteem, all of the rest. And then after school, that's when I went to study a Bachelor of Health and Nutrition. And during those years of studying the body, I started transitioning because I was learning about the body, learning about the powerful healing nature of food, learning that I was actually really mistreating my body. And so I was making small changes that were creating profound change physically and emotionally in me. And I was blogging about it. But for myself, the blog was completely private. It was blogspot.com. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. I, it was completely private. <laughs> I didn't want any, I was not someone after attention. I'm not, I'm really, I always say to people, I'm grateful for the success Jay's, Jay's Health has had, but I'm not someone who likes to be in the limelight at all. I'm actually really shy. I don't love attention. Mm. I find it really scary, actually. Mm, mm. I'm <laughs> one of those people who doesn't like to be in crowds. So, um, but my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, took a look at the blog one day and it was just 
like a journey, like a journal, writing mm. about my transition from being this fad dieter to becoming more of a balanced eater. And I was talking very candidly and vulnerably about this. I've never had a problem with being vulnerable. And I think that's something my mom has taught us mm. and her, all her children. Mm. And then um, he took a look at it one day and he said, you have to make this live. I think a lot of women will really relate to your story. And I made it live that day. And ever since it just turned into this blog that had, I remember like two days later, it had like 20,000 people on it. It just, and it was only Facebook. There was no Instagram yet. So it was just, I was sharing it on Facebook. Beautiful. And what what would, so you'd say it's the vulnerability edge that drew people in? Yeah, I was willing to talk about things that every woman struggles with, but no one's talking about it, Mm, you know? mm confusion, overwhelm with the health industry being thrown so many mixed messages our way, um, struggling with negative body image, struggling with the Mm. fixation on weight as opposed to health, struggling to keep up with this notion of looking perfect in today's world. So Mm. I was talking about my, my feelings around that and but also talking about how I was changing because I was physically and emotionally changing by giving up dieting and turning to balance with food. And I wanted people to feel this freedom. I was starting to feel the sense of freedom and peace, giving up this dieting, giving up this sense of control around food in my body and actually turning to this more ki- this kinder approach. Mm. I was being kinder to myself. And so I wanted every woman to understand that there is another way. And that's really how Jay's health was born. I love it because I think having an intelligent attitude towards our body, i.e. Yeah. one of compassion, i.e. Mm. one of like education. Compassion is a really good word. Mm. We're not compassionate enough towards no. our No, oh, we're so hard on ourselves. Mean. Especially, uh, this might be a generalized statement, but women even more so, we're like put so much pressure on ourselves. So I'd love to know your personal coming of age as a woman uh, yeah i'm really fascinated with that at the moment because I'm, I'm observing a very distinct difference between people that behave like girls and people that behave like women mm. just like with boys and yeah. men like i'm realizing i've got boyish tendencies yeah. that are getting highlighted and i need to let go of them and evolve yeah. through them and step more into my manhood but it's the same thing for women right it's actually been a big thing that because i always Actually, lately, part of my healing journey is thinking of the little Jess and thinking of the little girl and me. Like, you know, we, we're so good at being, resp- like, I actually think women want to be this, these responsible, efficient, mm. mature, mm. We've got it all together, everything's fine, I've got to be grown up and deal with my responsibility. But actually, being in touch with the little you, the little, fi- the little girl within me, the little Jess, actually gives me more compassion towards right. myself. Right. And I think it's such a big part of the healing journey. I talk about it in my program, in my app. I'm like, think of yourself as your little Jess or your little three-year-old self. Would you talk to Beautiful. that three-year-old self the way you are now? I'm fat, I'm ugly, I'm not looking good enough. Mm-hmm. I should be thinner, I should be skinny, I shouldn't have said it. You wouldn't talk to yourself like that. So you're still that same person. So I actually think the opposite, being in touch with that little you is so part of becoming a woman who's in touch with their body. Right. But I think there's a very important distinction to make from what it sounds like, what I'm witnessing you're yeah. saying, is that there's they're, they're not entangled in one another, yeah. i.e. Your, your adult self and your child self. Yeah. Your, wit- your adult self is witnessing your child self yeah. rather than the, the two circles overlapping and they're being blurry. No, there's I agree. A- it's, just, it's just a reminder to be more compassionate to yourself and that you are still that person, but you're just an older version. Mm. And it just gives you, it just helps me be kinder to myself when I remember that. Yeah. 
Because we do, when we're behaving from the child self, it's often quite insecure. Yeah. It's great. It's looking for external validation. Mm. It's, um, yeah, very, very hard on ourselves. Yeah, we but are. But as soon as we make that clear line, yeah, it's a breath of fresh air, isn't it? <laughs> and we do it to other people so easy, like yeah. outside of our field of aware, our yeah. brain. <laughs> 100%. That's a really good, that's a really interesting mm. thing to think about. But I do agree that that helps you develop compassion yeah so once you the that was the key growth like for any girls out there going through puberty growing up that's that some key takeaways from your 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 personal journey would be compassion compassion kindness that just letting go of this desire for perfection it really doesn't exist the perfect i always say like the healthy life does not mean the perfect life we have to let go of any sense of perfection. It really doesn't exist and it's, it, it's so toxic and it's actually the opposite of the healthy life. Yeah. The healthy life means to me, kindness, flexibility, moderation, imperfection. Mm. Like I, as a healthy person, obviously I'm a nutritionist. My life is surrounded by health. I go out of my way to be unhealthy because <laughs> I don't want to be in this rigid pattern of perfection, right. perfect health, right? perfect eating, perfect exercising, perfect, perfect, perfect. I'm actually, bre- I break that. <laughs> I want to. Was it like a cheat day or like you just Not do it whenever you want? Not even a cheat day. Like, see, I don't even want to like label anything. I'm just like, right. if I go out on a Saturday night and I want to have the gelato, I have the gelato. Today I woke up, I didn't want to exercise. I'm not going to exercise. And there's no guilt anymore. There used to be. So is that to me, it sounds like just you're listening to your body. Listening. Today I was like, I was so energized. I was happy. I was excited for all my work commitments today. I need energy today. I've got literally one meeting up to the next. I don't, going to the gym or going to yoga was actually adding more like stress to my day just today. Um, And I was like, no, not exercising today. Going to have a slower morning, going to have coffee and breakfast and then have energy for all the work commitments that I have or tonight I'm, you know, might go to Italian for dinner, but then I'm committed to the healthy life. So I want to make healthy choices most of the time because Mm. I feel good when Mm. I eat well. Mm. Mm. That's the thing. The whole thing about eating well is because it, it just is there to make you feel good. Yes. People have to change their mindset. It's not because some, I don't like being this nutritionist who tells you eat this, eat that, don't eat this, don't eat that. Because the whole point of the healthy life is to be in, be in tune with your body and eat because it makes you feel good mm. and not eat the foods that don't make you feel good. Exactly. So then you're, natu- you're effortlessly putting, effortless. putting in time to do a healthy And it things. does take time for it to become effortless, you yeah. know? Because you obviously are someone who's a conscious being. You're in tune with Thank your body. You. I can tell. <laughs> but you're in tune. You're in tune with what, what makes you feel good, what doesn't make you feel good. You know, and that's the scary part is that we're, so dis- we're more disconnected than ever from our bodies. And that is my industry's fault, by the way. The diet industry, we're telling you so many different things. We're left confused and overwhelmed. We actually put the healthy life into the too hard basket. All the healthy life to me is at this stage, after doing this for so many years, is be in tune with your body, reconnect. What works for me may not work for you. Mm. Why are we latching onto what social media is telling us to do or what a YouTuber is telling us to do or Googling and whatever? Like no one knows but yourself. You oh. know your body best, but th- that's the trick is how do we reconnect to yeah. our bodies? What tools? Tune in, yeah, tuning tr- in and meditation like we were talking about before is one tool mm. to use to reconnect. For me, yoga. Yoga really helps me to reconnect to my body in a very kind way. Right. Lots of kindness. Um time in solitude when yep. I'm just with Jess I'm reconnecting like so many so few people get time on their on their own these days 
Yes. Or when we have a moment for ourselves, what do we do? We lie on the couch and scroll on social media and that's connecting, connecting, connecting yeah. to everyone else. I think being time, time on my own helps me re- reconnect to myself. Time in nature. Beautiful. I love this shit. I love it. <laughs> We're going to talk for hours, aren't we? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. that's, that's the stuff that you're like, you put, your awareness goes within. So yeah. you, and all the and it's a very subtle connection it is isn't it because it's it's yeah. it, it only expresses itself loudly mm. when it's in trauma you don't your body. see an immediate like that's a thing even with meditation i'm sure you know you don't see this immediate like result it's not like no drinking coffee and getting an immediate buzz yeah. you know you don't understand the power of these practices and the power of over time so that's the other thing is this is a journey Mm. everyone is trying to live the healthy life today Mm. trying to meditate this week know how to be a vedic meditator like it's so slow and the slower the better because you adopt these practices that last with you for a lifetime Mm. it's actually better not to rush into any of these practices and connect with yourself all quickly and immediately really does take time so that so that that whole desire to do it rapidly quickly is probably a hangover from the rest of the culture the hype or that's hype you've got to do it now extreme 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 it's all just extreme it's actually better to be slower and small changes i always say one to two small changes a week is all you need to live the healthy life right and where can people look for the gratification or the satisfaction you know the the signs because i suppose one benefit of like going flipping is that you you might see signs more quickly but is there longevity in that approach? So, I mean, it's, it's it's two different schools of thought, isn't there? It's the same thing with an awa- spiritual awakening. You can have yeah. a rapid one, which is almost yeah, like can. a psychosis. Well, I just think when you, listen, when you make those small changes with a healthy life, you see, you feel so good in me, quite immediately, which motivates you to continue. Like you do want to, like the truth is you do want to see some physical change. Like when you stop eating refined sugar, you're going to have less energy drops. You're going to be more energetic you're going to sleep better. You're going to crave less sugar. So that in itself is so exciting that you want to continue. You just feel so good from it that you mm-hmm. want to slowly continue. I always say, I just want people to experience like two days of what the healthy life feels like. Cause they'll, they'll, they'll be addicted to it forever. Cause it feels so good that you don't, that's what it is. You just don't want to let it go. And then, and, and then I suppose you kind of have to only speak to people that are there's worthy inquiry because obviously some people just go, I, I just can't be bothered. Or I don't want to, or I don't want it enough. And then for those kind of people, it's a probably more drip feeding situation. Drip feed and like letting go of the pressure. Cause a lot of these people, they put like, it's like they think of this healthy life as this huge life. You can't think of it like that. It really is this journey. It's step by step. I think those are the people that put in the too hard basket. I'm not ready to go there yet. They think of this healthy life as this unachievable and expensive and mm. only for the, the I don't know, for a specific type of people. Mm. I mean, I just think that's, we've got to think about it differently. And that's why I think your app is super powerful because it's like having a nutritionist in your pocket. So uh, I've got this a question or I'm having this hesitation. I don't feel like yeah. doing this or I'm wondering, should I have this or that? Yeah. And you kind of just quit. And I just wanted to also be affordable and accessible. Like it's $3 a week, which is $14 a month. Like mm. I think seeing nutritionists is expensive. I think getting qualified advice these days is hard to find. Everyone's a health blogger now. Everyone's in this industry. So... I hope that people get educated, qualified advice um, with ease now. That's Mm. all I wanted to create. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, my, we're here to support people mm. to living a healthy life and showing them this kinder approach that it's step by step, one thing at a time mm. and experimentation really like go into the kitchen and try one recipe a week. Mm. You'll see how yummy it is. You'll see how my recipes are ridiculously quick and easy. And I think that's what people love so much about the app is that it's completely um, suitable for someone with a busy life. I don't have time. You don't have time. Mm. So I've got that in the back of my mind every time I'm creating a recipe, every time I'm creating an app feature. So I really just wanted to be, we're all so busy. We're all living these really fast paced lives, but I wanted people to know you can still have a health conscious life in the fast paced life. Mm, fun. Is and as you were saying, like you meditating twice a day, you're busy. You're so busy going from one thing to the next, but you still manage to get those 20 minute segments of meditation. Like that's, it is a commitment, the healthy life. You know, it's a choice. Yeah. We do have to understand that it, it is a choice step by step making but just those little things every day, meditation, eating a healthy breakfast, time in solitude, like those little, little things create profound, profound Different. change. It's, it's, it feels like upgrading your operating system. And I, I just like, I never mind just feeling good. Like my work, my relationships, everything is better <laughs> when I take care of myself. <laughs> so it's like the best ripple effect it's ever. super important, man. Because I feel like if everyone was optimized, functioning from an optimum state of their oh my gosh imagine and, and, what we could achieve oh it would be powerful imagine what human beings could achieve if we all were on this vibration of serious health clear mind like that's the other best for me mm. i wake up every single day with a gratitude practice and one of my best things that i say is thank you for my clear mind and focus because i remember those days where i really wasn't living such a healthy life and drinking too much alcohol and disconnected from my body and mm. i just remember like that fuzzy mind and not being able to concentrate not being able to like engage in my life and every day now I wake up and I'm like oh my gosh the clarity of mind to think to make good decisions to do the work to do my work well all of that I'm just so grateful for that that's beautiful that's a reflection I haven't really pondered on but I I wake up with thanks for at the end of my meditation I always give thanks for just existing (laughs) yeah I mean being here and being happy here like being well is just just loving your days it's a it's a serious blessing I love that growth, the growth, the, the growth, the longer you meditate, you look back, you realize how foggy your brain used to be and oh, how, yeah. like, that's you, you just, you internally, and it's something that we can't really quantify mm. because it doesn't have a metric that you can go, it was there and now it's yeah. there scientifically. But Well, because there's so much mush every day in your minds. You think that's what meditation and yoga does. It just stops the mind from ticking, ticking, ticking too mm-hmm. fast and stillness. Like, I think that's what I crave more and more every day in this busy world is stillness. And mm-hmm. that's meditation just forces you to be still. Mm-hmm. Yoga forces you to like move your body it's a moving meditation but it's still like your mind is quite still and i think that's what we're all craving more and more and i think like i feel like in 10 years when i have children like it's gonna have to be like a desperate need for them to have to have like a practice of stillness oh it's almost compulsory yeah it should be i hope like in schools i'm gonna have to send my children to schools that have that like it has to be they need that over pythagoras theory or or the bollocks that you just never use so can you tell me a bit about the vulnerability or the process for you of choosing to be vulnerable and why you feel like because obviously there would have been a threshold when you publish your you know you're speaking vulnerably but i think that's just an area that i'm really interested in because it really breaks the system of, uh, of our social okay. constructs of perfection p- perfection and being at a certain mm. threshold and impressing the world. I saw this movie the other day, Player Ready One or Ready Player uh. One or whatever. It's like Steven Spielberg, but talking about virtual reality and stuff. 
but our social landscape is exactly like that. It's this mm. artificial. Every we're we've just got putting avatars. up what's good. I was talking about this this morning, like because we're only posting what's great. Mm. Even yesterday, I was or two days ago, I had a really bad day. I was just feeling really flat, demotivated, like just didn't. I literally just didn't want to do anything. Like nothing was making me feel good. I was off my work. Like wasn't inspired. Thought I should go back to Sydney. I was like, what am I doing in LA? Just an off day. And I really wanted to post it on social media because my community know I'm very open and vulnerable and and not every day is perfect. Mm. But then I actually felt I shouldn't post it on social media because I was like, my social media should be a place of inspiration and positivity. I don't want to like talk about the negative. So I ended up not posting it. So people might go to my page often and think, oh, well, this looks like the perfect, healthy, joyous, positive life. But of course I have bad days. So even I'm struggling with sharing the negative Mm. on social media. So that just shows how social media is just showing the good most of the time and we're comparing ourselves to that. But I think for, for me, being vulnerable is like such a huge part of the healthy life. Because it makes me deal with my stuff and makes me really connected to my emotions. And I'm living a very honest, true, genuine life by being vulnerable. It's actually, the more vulnerable I am, the more success I've had. <laughs> it's crazy. When I, like, that, all my vulnerability has brought me my most success. Wow. Seriously. So you're doing it for success. <laughs> no, no, and I'm no, not doing I know it. you're not. I'm definitely not doing it for success. But I, when I look back, yeah. when I look back and think of all the things, like my books, and I don't even know why they've been successful. And it's because they're utterly vulnerable. Mm. When I, the, My blog posts, sometimes I've looked at the stats and the blog posts I get the biggest views are the ones where I'm most vulnerable and I, I'm, I'm just talking from my heart. And so I suppose it's because people feel... Connected. So vulnerability connects us. Yes, it does. Vulnerability connects us as human beings and the more connected we are to each other and, the more, and, and it connects us to ourselves. So well, I mean, the power in that, being connected to yourself, being connected to the people around you is so powerful. I, I'd even say it's like a richer connection like because we can connect on a superficial yeah, level, right? Yeah, but deep. It's a rich, it's a deep. D- yeah, it's soul, a deep connection. Soul connection. Yes. Being vul- I mean, Brené Brown is the master oh, of this. Mm. You know, just... I've read all her books. Just there is no shame in being vulnerable. In fact, it's the opposite. The most, I mean, if you think about it, I always often think about Oprah, who is just a very vulnerable human being. They're the most powerful human beings. Aren't they? They are the most powerful human beings. There's something so powerful about it. If you think of all those really powerful beings in the world, you will, you'll, you'll see they're just people that you feel you can connect to. Yeah. Because of their vulnerability, because of their story, because of their genuine realness. <laughs> mm. It's like there's no insecure point in them. Like there they're is, secure. Yeah. Well, so they're th- secure with the pain, secure with the imperfection, secure with the vulnerability. So much strength in it. Actually, I just want to be more vulnerable after this conversation. <laughs> yeah, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> it, makes, it makes me excited. Well, well so for, let's talk about the areas of where we can be vulnerable about the, in inverted commas, negative things. Because mm-hmm. I've had a few negative experiences recently with losing my luggage and whatnot. Oh, <laughs> and mostly the stress of dealing with the airline that don't want to help. Oh. Yet they're the one that caused it all. It, it's, <laughs> it, it's, you'll find like... We won't say what airline it is. <laughs> I'm, I'll happily <laughs> It's American airlines, oh, people. <laughs> but like in like interstate. Yeah, so it's between Chicago and LA and uh, New York. Anyway, I'm dealing with them, and something will come of it. But point is, I think the learning for me, there's l- learnings in the negative. You know, like I, I actually think the point of darkness mm, or the point of stress, you. yeah, is the point of evolution. It's challenging so, you. Yeah, 
it's a point of growth. Challenging there, your patience. And there isn't any there isn't any growth points in in the inspiration phase or in 100%. the hundred percent. We don't grow in that. Well, that's the typical example I can think of now is moving to LA because in Sydney everything is very comfortable for me. Mm. Like everything is happy, comfortable, comfortable, <laughs> but. Mm. Am I inspired the way I should be? Probably not. Am I stimulated like I used to be? Probably not. So we've decided to make this move to LA. And I can't even tell you the amount of fear. <laughs> the amount of fear that has hit my body in the last month of being here. Like doubt, yeah. fear, fear of the unknown, Fuck fear yeah. of having made the right decision, fear, fear, fear. And like, I, it's actually been the best thing because that is vulnerability because I've actually been talking to that fear. Like actually really, like it's been a conversation I'm having with myself every day, like talking myself through this fear. And that is the, the, that is just me being vulnerable. Like just uh, like, it's just been challenging me. Like, so what's that conversation look like? Just what are you doing? Why would you leave something that's also good? Why, why you, um, so you let your fear speak Yeah. and then you, you talk to the fear. And then I'm like, okay, but then I'll talk it down. And I'll say, of course, because this is being vulnerable. Of course you're afraid. Of course you're afraid. You've moved countries. You hardly know anyone. You're starting from scratch, essentially. Like I'm building my brand up here. So this is adult Jess speaking. Adult right? Jess speaking. <laughs> and I, it's quite good because I've learned, I mean, I was in therapy for 10 years. So I really learned how to speak to myself and um, be okay with really scary thoughts or fearful thoughts. Like I don't. Probably my mom and a combination of my mom's upbringing and therapy has helped me converse with fear and also just not judge it. I'm not very like if I have a like when I had that bad day the other day, Mm. I'm like the whole time like that's okay. Like I'm having a I was just saying it all day. I was even saying it out loud out loud (laughs) to my husband. I was like I'm having the worst day. I've got no motivation. Just letting you know. Yeah. Just, this is just how it is. Great. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to do my emails. I don't want to do that project that I have to do. I'm just not doing it. That's the fucking best approach because you allow yeah, yourself to... Because you can to, fight it. Yeah. Because when you fight it and judge it, oh my God, why am I having these thoughts? Why am I having a bad day? Oh my gosh, I'm crazy. I'm an alien. No one else has these bad thoughts. Why am I... You know, then that's a disaster. Resist, resist, resist. resist. I just I was so open. I was like, this is just bad. Yeah, and <laughs> it's like not good. And like, I'm just going to, but, but the thing is, I knew that t- the next day I said to myself, tomorrow is going to be fine. <laughs> it always is better. Yeah. Like there's yeah, always yeah. light, but it's just being okay with having bad moments. We're human beings, yeah. you know, really are. That is part of the human experience. It's not always good. My mom has said this my whole life. It doesn't feel good always. Not every day feels good. Mm, mm. That is part of life. Mm. That's her biggest lesson. Not every day feels good. Mm. And and when the days that come that don't feel good is accepting it, but also inquiring. What, what do you want to teach me, life? What you know? What's the universe yeah. trying to but teach me? I'm worried me? that there's like heightened consciousness that we're living in. Like everyone's becoming more conscious, spiritually, emotionally, health conscious. I, I'm worried that it's causing this pressure of like you can't have a bad day. Yeah, right. Because you need to be happy. You need to be in a meditative state. You need to be still. You know, I'm worried that because I think you can still live this beautiful, spiritual, connected, healthy life, but also have bad moments and bad days. I I don't see how you couldn't. Yeah. I think actually the the whole, the the function of evolution and growth and spiritual path or just uh, evolutionary path Is is impossible without well. So your darkness. negative experience with the luggage, right? Yeah. You've had the most brilliant few weeks here in the states working, and so having that negative luggage experience is really just 
part of the experience of being here. Like you were going to have something. There's always something negative. And that's just part of it. Hopefully there's a lot more good, Mm. but there's always a bit of... And great lessons in letting go. Letting letting go. Oh my gosh, surrendering. So that's another big thing. I've had to exactly what you're saying. Like had to surrender to the fear of moving countries. Mm. Surrendering, letting it go, and actually being okay with not knowing what today tomorrow holds. That's mm. a big thing. Mm. Just not even thinking about it. like today is today. And you may as well not think about it because you just don't know. <laughs> it's like you're going for an expansion because you should be literally moving into the unknown. <laughs> and all this new fear comes in, in this new space of the unknown. But then your your field has expanded somewhat yeah. into, the, into the unknown. And now that no, unknown is now known. So yeah. you've conquered some new ground. And um, transcended some new areas of fear. Yeah. And therefore, your capability has grown, right? And we're so controlling as human beings. We want to know what's going to happen tomorrow, what's going to happen next week, what does the future hold mm. for me. But I think surrendering is so freeing. Mm, isn't and it? And actually brings you more abundance sometimes yes. when you let go. Yes. The minute I let go of things, like, bang, the best opportunity will come my way. So, yeah. when I'm, but when I'm holding on, when I'm like, what's going to happen? Am I going to get that deal? Am I going to get that interview? What, like, why am I not, whatever. Like when I'm like holding on like that emotionally, I don't actually attract as much abundance. But when I let go and say, it's fine, we'll see. Like I'm talking now with my work, but even yeah. in every aspect of my life, what do you relationships think, and everything. It's beautiful. What do you think the mechanic is there of what, what you're engaging with? I think it's like, cause I, it's an energy thing. It's like a blockage. Like when I'm, when I have those blockages of trying to control, I attract that, that energy back. Yes. Of just, it's like, I don't know. It's like not free flowing energy. Yeah. When I'm like free and let go and surrender and just actually have a lot more faith in myself and the universe. The universe, the universe has my back. It. Yeah, exactly. And, that, and I, I have to say, like, I, I mean, this does take time to feel this, but I really feel that the universe has my back. <laughs> <laughs> That's so beautiful. I really do. I feel so supported. So I think, but but that feeling and that mentality has brought me so much good. But getting to that place of feeling, because, I mean, how many of us, most of my life, I felt... The universe is, does not have my back. Everything's against me. Everyone's against me. No one gets me. I'm alone. You know, that whole thing. It, it attracted so much more of the negative. Mm. But when you feel supported by the universe, like you just attract so much support. <laughs> and do you think that's finding your truest path or finding your truest nature or what's going on there that you've, where you've come to and what you've let go of these mistaken intellect? notions or conditionings or you know limited views yeah you've let go of that and now you've kind of been dropped into more of your truer Mm. self yeah i mean i think our thoughts and our words have such power so i'm very cautious you know i've seen i've seen the change and that was one of the biggest changes for like the the old life in inverted commas that i was living compared to the new life like it's i swear to god it's my thoughts that have manifested into reality my thoughts really manifest into reality every single day. If I say to myself, if I wake up in the morning and say, oh, this is hard, that's hard, the rest of the day is hard for me. <laughs> you know, if I wake up with this beautiful sense of just flow and everything's easy and thank you, universe, gratitude, mm-hmm. thank you for my life, thank you for my health, thank you for my family, thank you for my abundance of everything, mm-hmm. I just keep attracting that. But that is just the law of attraction. You can believe in it, you don't have to believe in it. But for me personally... 
my thoughts and my feelings definitely manifest into reality. Mm. And so it's just, it's a powerful kind of game. I actually have fun with it. It is a game, isn't it? Because even when <laughs> I experiment with it all the time. <laughs> I just, it's like so much fun. Like if I have a, a specific work thing, I start, I visualize like the end, like the, the success of it and how it's going to go. And then that's how it will go. Wow. But if I have fear around it, oh no, I'm going to screw up in that interview. Oh gosh, I'm not going to be clear. I'm not going to be focused or whatever. Like it does turn out that way. It's magic. And so what, applying that same thing to when you have negative feelings, because yeah. we have to allow those negative yeah. feelings to pass. So yes, it's, that's a good point. It, we kind of, it's, it, there's a line between the indulgence mm. of them and just feeling that's them. That's true. That's a really good point. Because what happens with me personally, you can tell me how you deal with them. But when I'm having a negative day, so I don't fight it. So I say, oh, I'm having a really, I actually... That is a challenge because when you're having that negative day to get out of that mode, because I'm so aware of how important it is, how powerful my thoughts are that I, I know I'm like, oh gosh, this must be attracting so much bad this day. <laughs> Put me in a container. <laughs> because I'm literally having such negative thoughts. But I, I kind of do like, you know, I think we take ourselves too seriously. So I kind of do laugh at myself. I'm like, I'm just one big negative Nancy today. Haha, <laughs> it's quite funny. <laughs> don't want to do anything. I know tomorrow will be a bad about it. But sometimes, to be honest, I do fake it until I make it a little bit. I'm just like, I do calm down the thoughts with tomorrow will be good. Mm. Thank you. Gratitude. So I do sometimes jolt myself out of those negative thoughts with a gratitude practice. Beautiful. So I'll sit in a meditation and just literally either, you know what actually really helps me is to visualize good. So whatever it is, a, a dream that I have a work mm, goal, mm. my happy family, mm. my husband. Like when I, I just like visualize the good and feel grateful for it for a minute and it just, can't, it just does seem to calm me down. Wow. So can you tell it us... It is hard to get into that state of gratitude when you're having a negative day. Totally. Sometimes I do, sometimes just have to like do it, even if I don't feel like... I just, like and then when you start to feel grateful, it starts to become real. You do feel true gratitude. Yeah. Well, it's got to be sincere, doesn't it? And for me, yeah. the sincerest way to be great, grateful about negative experiences is is actually like, thank you, nature, universe, for giving me an opportunity to evolve. Yeah. Because that's 100% what it's there for. Yeah. So Challenge, It's just teaching you. They're just lesson, lesson after lesson. Mm. This, I like even this, like moving to LA, I knew that my, my, my spiritual being needed this challenge. <laughs> it needed, I know. Like there was a, also a calling to come here. Yeah. And I know that I'm going to be hit with a million challenges, Beautiful. spiritually, emotionally, physically. But I'm, I'm actually okay with that. So, I mean, that's a great anchor to come back to when you are going through the challenges that, wait a minute, I've got a conviction. For a reason. Yeah. That's very powerful. Yeah. Because it calms you down. Yeah. And it's your kind of gut or your intuition or your yeah. quieter self, your deeper self going, hey, yeah. you but should But don't you think some of like the best things in life come out of the hardest? Yes. They do. Yes, they do. They do. So yeah. like I, every, sometimes when I'm having, going through a bit of a negative period, I'm like, this is happening because something so good is about to happen. <laughs> it's like a contraction before expansion. Yeah. Woo, 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 yeah. Woo. <laughs> it's serious. It is. Yeah. Um, 100%. Can, can you tell us a bit about your morning practices or some key practices in your day mm. which keep the just ship sailing strong yeah well I've, i'm very dedicated to a morning and nighttime routine so a lot of people who follow jay's health know i like do not check i don't let myself check social media and emails all of that as i wake up 
So I let myself have a morning routine. So I wake up, I do some deep belly breathing, I do gratitude practice, come into the kitchen, have my lemon water with my probiotic. Then I have a coffee, I have my JSL breakfast slow. If I have time, I'll do a vinyasa yoga practice. My God. And then I'm going to work. All before nine o'clock and yeah, you must and be no, glowing. <laughs> but sometimes I do break it. Like if I have a work thing on, I will check my social media. And, but I find it really rattles me. Like if I'm connected to social media as I wake up, it changes the tone of my day. Wow. If I, when I, whereas when I sit down at nine o'clock to my desk and start working and then give myself permission to check social media. So what I do is I actually delete Instagram off my phone. Wow. Delete the app. Morning and night. Oh, and then reinstall it? It's just five seconds. It just re-downloads and you put your password in. Oh, right. Because otherwise I'll mindlessly scroll. I'll feel overwhelmed by all the stuff on there. It's so funny. I'm hearing different techniques about this. Oh, yeah. One mate puts it on the last swipe page. So he has to swipe six times. I do that too. I do that too. Uh, it's so funny. Listen, what's going to, I mean, We're we have to have boundaries. Like boundaries is such a big part of the healthy life. Yeah. And it really does help me. And then I do the exact same thing at night. So I work till about eight o'clock and then everything goes off. Emails, social media, delete the apps, everything. Mm. I put my phone in the other room, my computer's in the other room. And then it's time for, sol- it's like either solitude or time with my husband, healthy meals, mindful right. eating. Like we have the whole day to be connected. I always tell everyone you have the whole of tomorrow Mm. to be connected. So you may as well give your, and then you feel so good the next day when you've given yourself a limit. It's so so much more energy. Yeah. It's so funny how we, I mean, it's, it's so understandable and I can completely relate to it, but it's just an absurd time to live in where we're <laughs> more is. attracted to this artificial reality because it's enticing and exciting than actual yeah. human face-to-face well, reality. I've noticed, like, this, sound, this is being, me being very vulnerable right now. Go for it. Yeah. I have <laughs> <laughs> become, like, I feel like I have become socially awkward. Oh, really? Since... My social media. utter use of social media. Wow. I feel like I don't feel as comfortable in social environments. But you're more comfortable in social media environments? Yeah. Yeah. Connecting, speaking on text. Right. Like I feel like, I just feel like, yeah, socially awkward. Because I suppose it, because you haven't <laughs> Like exos- conversing, I'm just like, oh gosh, because I'm a very, like if you ask my friends and family about Jess, you'll they'll like- I was just that, I'm just a very social person. I can talk to a wall for hours. You know, I'm just one of those people. I can talk to anyone. I'm a people person. I'm a people person. I love connecting with people. I love hearing about people. I can sit on a cafe corner and just watch people and talk to them all day. But I found that that has decreased recently. How interesting. It's really interesting. And I'm sure it has to do with my, either it has to do with, yeah, me evolving as a person and, not loving, I don't know. I don't, I think a lot of, it's a mix of social media and it's a mix of. Well, I can understand. Appreciating alone time a lot more. Yeah. Needing that. But also this world we live in, like my life is so chaotic. So at the end of the day, I just like want to be me and my husband because I'm so overwhelmed by the chaos. Yeah. People in the crowds and. And, and, and I think the environment of social media, it's like, it doesn't resonate with our soul. So yeah. what people, what we're downloading into our mm. awareness. And so therefore there's some sort of, dis, you know, we're not exercising a healthy social engagement situation. Mm. Well, where- yeah, I went to India two months ago and I was off social media. I was in like an ashram in inverted commas because it was a luxurious ashram. Let's be honest. <laughs> 
<laughs> Let's be honest. A posh ram. It was a be- yeah, it was a posh ram. I love that. It was seriously posh ram. Um, it's called Vana if anyone's interested. It's so beautiful. And I was off social media for a whole week. And let me just tell you the biggest thing. So much more joy. Wow. Joy, endorphins, happiness, freedom. So I worry because I definitely have, I feel flatter mm. when I'm very connected to social media. Oh, all the time. boy. This you is know that can... flat, that, yeah, yeah, that like, just, I feel exhausted by it sometimes. So just boundaries, like everything is just boundaries mm. and not saying to give up. So obviously my business and my life is on social media. And I do like, I love posting and I absolutely love engaging with my community. Like they're my heart and soul. Mm. But we have to learn how to have boundaries because there, when we do, like so much more joy, so much more energy, so much more connection. And you can bring your best self to yeah. that community rather than, because it's, it's, it's funny how it's such a potent, um, it's like a vortex. Mm. It's pulling you in mm-hmm. and then you can kind of get lost in it and then don't have yeah, it's a vortex. as much strength. I find thanks for sharing that vulnerability because that's a big one. Like that we feel like <laughs> socially awkward. Yeah, because like, I just feel like I'm not as good at like con- conversation in in a normal social setting. And it's, you think it's like if we just had to be cleaner about it, it's because you exercise in the social part of your brain yeah, that's toward so different. this. Yeah, like when you're texting or on DMs on Instagram, like it's so different texting someone right yep. to actually having a conversation meaningful conversation deep mm. soul connecting to a soul like mm. i miss that like i want more of like I, and that's something i'm going to do in la like i want even just as females females crave to be together and connect yeah. to each other yeah and i want to have deep meaningful soulful conversations i was saying talking to my friend i was like we need to have soulful dinners like where awesome. women come together and we just like really talk about things that matter to us or what we're going through, mm. bad and the good, and actually just speak. So good. Yeah. I'm, I'm, That's one thing I feel the same with, with men is having a space where men can talk about their feelings in a way that mm. can be vulnerable, can be honest, can be real. And it's not just, mm. which particularly in Australia I find is just rife with macho-ness and superficiality. Do you find that? And I you- personally find that, wow. yeah. Wow. And I find it toxic. I don't enjoy it. Me <laughs> I don't find it nourishing. Me too. Are you based in Melbourne or Sydney? Melbourne. I totally resonate with that. Mm. It's it's something about Australia. We chatted briefly before as well. This tall poppy syndrome, this cutting each other down thing that I personally find more and more gross recently since mm. becoming to LA. Even though LA is, you could say it's superficial in other ways, but there's... Yeah, I do. But there's definitely the community that I've fallen into here doesn't supportive. have that. Yeah, supportive. it's very supportive. They want you to succeed. Yes, in a way that well, feels genuine. There's always there's just room for everyone to succeed. You know, we have to. I just think that's such a beautiful way to live. Like mm. there is enough for everyone. I mean, I definitely because I'm just an intuitive soul, and I can just feel the energy in sometimes yeah in in certain places where yes. there is just not as much like deep soulful support yeah because it's one thing say i support you i support you like actually like i genuinely love to see people succeed yeah like i love it and inspires me it really because like we have to start to see it as inspiration rather Mm. when others are succeeding i like love listening to that podcast how i built this oh yeah that's great you know and just like that is like my best source of inspiration like watching other people succeed right it's just so exciting and motivating to see what other human beings are capable of. Where's the, where does it come 
comparative and envious because that's why I think I that that's the thing is it does it have to be a field that's very similar to yours for you to have an element of or you still don't feel that me envious yeah to be I envious. have to be honest I was brought up in this house where my whole life I swear it must have been from the minute I was born my dad always said jealousy is the ugliest ugliest thing in the world <laughs> and I, he's pierced it in, in our brains like since <laughs> so he's never really allowed us to like I've just never even given myself the opportunity to be jealous, to be honest. Wicked. And I'm so grateful because that's definitely my, my dad in saying that it's because being jealous just eats you up. Does it's the fuck most all good. toxic and it does not <laughs> one fucking good thing. Nothing. Like all, it actually pushes you 10 steps back in wherever you are. If you're constantly comparing yourself and wishing you had someone else's life, it is never, it's going to, it's so not going to give you the life you want more than ever. Whereas when you see others succeed and you feel inspired and you can support them, but genuinely support them, I just think it attracts more abundance to your own life. It does. I really think. It does. It's so empowering as well. I know when I feel somewhat envious of someone, I feel so disempowered and oh, weak and yeah. like a piece of shit. You do. <laughs> and rather, how good would it be if you could change that emotion to like, oh my gosh, that is motivation. Right. Mm. Now I'm going to write down the five things that I'm going to do today that are going to get me closer to my dream. Awesome. Instead. And your dream is completely individual to you. Yeah. So it's, it's... You can't have that person's life. No. You're never going to have it. Nor would you want it. Also, you don't know what other stuff they're going through. Like, you can't just judge and immediately... Like, there's so much judgment these days. Like, you look at someone on social media, like, oh, judge. They, mm. like, if, they look, if it looks like a perfect life, you're like, judge, judge. Yeah. And you don't really know, like, what they're going through... And, and the pain they might be going nah. through, what their story is, where they've come from. Yeah, because we all go through that. Like, we're all human. Yeah. And m what I find is a really good one for my brain is to go, there's no no truer version of me than me and yeah. there's no truer path for me than my path. Mm. So, even if someone else's path looks good or I want elements of it, it's still not right for me. And we or need more of you. Like, mm. the universe wants more of just you. Mm. Not more of you with a mix of someone else. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's so powerful. Like, yeah. there is, I don't know, I just think if you're, it's, you have to deal with it. If you're someone who's like, struggling with jealousy and envious feelings and competitiveness, you really need to dig deep. Mm. And, I mean, I, as I said, like, I have someone who's been in therapy. Like, there's ways of dealing with that. Um, to get out of that mindset, reading books that inspire you. Mm -mm. Um, just And also just gratitude just for what you have and what you can achieve mm, mm. so cool so cool jess well I'm, I'm, I'm aware your time's real precious and you got you got a bit long day so it's a beautiful conversation it was. i really Loved it. appreciate we'll it again yeah yeah let's do it again when i'm next back when you here move, when you've moved here when i move here one day <laughs> but i just appreciate your vulnerability i appreciate you sharing so openly and i i find it really inspiring just connecting and seeing all these elements of what I love about human beings mm. radiating from you in terms Thank of you. your capability, in terms of your willingness, in terms of conquering strength and and this kind of discipline, I guess. But I don't like the word discipline, but it's... it Strength. It, yeah, yeah, it's a strength because it comes, as you do it more, it kind of stacks and comes more effortlessly. Yeah. Um, but anyway... But Thank you. I props. love that. I, you inspire me too. <laughs> Beautiful, Jess. That was great. Well, thanks for your time. And everyone, go check you out. Where, where can people follow you and um, get your app from? My probably 
as we've now we've just spoken about Instagram, but <laughs> a lot. But my Instagram is at JS Health and my website is jessicaseppel.com where you can get my app and my program. Perfect. And recipes, healthy recipes. Perfect. Well, we look forward to following your journey. Thank you so much for having me. I love that. <laughs> <laughs>